Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. speak today on a funny topic. I've called it work in progress. Work in progress. This is a term that particularly in business, I was very interested in our work in progress because um, it's one of those areas in business you always want to know what work have we got coming up? What work have we got coming up? And if my work in progress was low, I'm depressed. If my work in progress was big, I'm on a good, I'm on a high. And um, it's funny because in Christianity, we sometimes don't love work in progress. We don't love the progress or the work, but we all want to progress. And so I want to explore that a little bit today because for me, work in progress um, is a very, very good thing to have a look at. So I want to look at Luke 7.47. And uh, Luke 7.47, and it's Jesus' words when the ladies come up and um, washed his feet basically with perfume. And he says, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whomever has been forgiven little, loves little. Sometimes we can feel bad because we're a work in progress. We can feel bad because maybe we've got stuff we need to work out in our life. Or maybe there's, we're still in confusion or depression or doubts and fears and insecurities. I want to tell you today, if you feel any of those things, it's a good thing. Because when we know our limitations, when we know how much we need to be forgiven of, when we know how much we need God, then we actually get a picture of the grace of God. We get a picture of how much He loves us, how much He's done for us, how much we need forgiveness and healing and mercy. But if we don't have any understanding of that, if we think we're perfect and and all of that, you know, we're just, we've just risen above all of that, then sometimes we can actually forget the depths of God's grace. He saved us from all that stuff. He saved us from all of that sin and confusion and deficit in our lives by the grace of God. And so Jesus here is giving us an example of if we feel like we've got a lot of stuff in our lives that He's had to deal with, it's a good thing. And even if we're in the midst of some of that stuff, we're a work in progress. I want to encourage you today, everyone in this room is a work in progress. Everyone in this room is a work in progress. I've, I've heard and read a lot about perfectionism over the years, and I've dabbled with believing in perfectionism. I don't know if you know what I mean, but basically that when we're in Christ, we can become perfect, absolutely perfect. I would love to believe in that theology. But I've lived 43 years now. I've never seen or heard of a perfect person. So if that is a good theology, then let it be so. Uh, But it's taking some time for us to actually explore that and discover it, isn't it? So what am I saying? If perfectionism is true, let it be true. But where most of us, everyone I've met anyway are all a work in progress. It means Christ is perfect. Our spirits are perfect. We're one with Him, but the rest of us is catching up. The rest of us is catching up. And so during that work in progress, I want to let you know, celebrate. 
Because the fact that you're a work in progress means you're just like everyone else. And it means that Jesus has got some work to do and some work to do with me. And just like me in my business setting, when I used to look at my work in progress list, if there was a big list, it's a good day. If you've got a big list on your work in progress list, it's okay. At least you're aware of it. It's the people who aren't aware of it have got to be careful. People who forget about their own sin, people who forget about their own pride, their own arrogance, and and they have a blindfold over themselves because they're so judgmental and they can see everything in everyone else. That's the people who need to be careful because they're the ones who think they're perfect even if they don't say it. But if we recognize our faults, if we recognize our weaknesses, and we actually have them in a, in a capacity of where we're quite self-aware, then we actually become really, really mature people. Because mature doesn't mean perfect. Mature means we have processed through who we are and who we are in Christ. And we've navigated through our own weaknesses and we can still have a view of righteousness and grace and mercy and victory even in our weakness. That's maturity. Where we can bounce off one another and we're not offended at one another. That's maturity. When we can be in an environment like this and even have some uh, different views of opinion, maybe even politically, but we actually still love one another and we still respect one another. That's maturity. And sometimes we can think that we have to be perfect before we can become mature. But I want to say to you today, if you've fought it out in the Christian battle and you're overcoming things, then you're becoming mature. Becoming mature. It's not about my gray hair. I'm getting more all the time. I'm trying to stop that. Castor oil apparently stops it. It's not working for me just yet. We have so many natural remedies. You wouldn't believe the amount of natural remedies we have in our closet. We have just jars of all this stuff. Anyway, we'll probably find some remedy for sheep poo that that just does something and we'll be out there, you know, scooping it up. It's good for gardens and veggies. Your work in progress is a good thing. It's actually a good thing. When you begin to see that, and I'm not saying sin is a good thing. I'm not saying that negativity is a good thing. What I'm saying is when we have it in our line of sight, we actually become aware of it. And then we can ask the Lord to consecrate it and do something about it and begin to use that, begin to use our journey and our experience and even our weaknesses to bring through His righteousness. Sometimes we fall short when we realise that other people or situations aren't perfect. And there's three stages of human behaviour that is fairly well known. This is not, you know, anything I've come up with, but I've heard different people speak on it and I've read about it a little bit. Three stages, I believe, that will help any of us in the stages of getting to know people or maybe a movement or anything like this in human behaviour. The first one is illusion. Illusion. When you first get to a new church or you first meet someone or you get to a new job or a new realm of life and we discover something new, maybe a new remedy for anti-gray hair or something like that, we have this stage of illusion where it is the best thing you've ever seen and you become an evangelist. 
You tell everyone in the world about this new remedy. You tell everyone in the world about this new church, this new worship album, this new preacher, this new workplace, or this new food that you've just tried. It, 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 there's an element of illusion because it's not that good. It's been around a long time. It's been around a long time. But because it's new to us, we have this hyper state of illusion whereby it is the greatest thing in the world. When all we're talking about is something minor or, or some new preacher that's been preaching the same thing for 30 years and so has everyone else. But for you, it's new, so it's an illusion phase. And then after that, some people might call that the honeymoon phase. But after that, we then have this stage where all of a sudden, uh, you know, let's say it's a person we meet, we realise, hey, they, they've made a mistake. Now they've done something wrong. Oh, they're not perfect anymore. And we go from the mountaintop of illusion to disillusion. And all of a sudden we see the faults in everything, everything in that church. Oh, they don't have this and they don't, oh, they don't have that. You didn't see it in illusion phase, but in disillusion phase, now everything looks bad, really bad. In fact, way worse than it really is. So it's either illusion, it's too good to be true, or disillusion, everything's shocking. You know, just even, even the even the environment isn't good around that place or that person or that thing. And now that remedy didn't work because you've been trying it for about two days when it said six weeks minimum and, and it's not working for me. So it's useless. I'm giving up. That's the disillusion phase. Then we have the third phase, which I believe is the sooner we can get here, the better we are. And that's called reality. Reality. It's right in the middle there somewhere. It wasn't as good as we were making it out. And it wasn't as bad as we were making it out. And neither was that person that we met, that we thought was incredible on the first meeting. But the second meeting, we realised they have BO and they're not perfect anymore. And so, but they're not that bad either because everyone has BO. And so the sooner we can get to reality in any environment of life, the more mature and balanced we're going to be as human beings. And that's why in any environment, it's normally not as bad as it seems or as good as it seems. But we look somewhere in between and we say, wow, okay, so let's just rationalize this thing for a moment. Now, I know for you, passionate, heart, you know, emotive, hyper, hyper, hyper people, this is a very, very strange word, balance. But, but, but it's one of those necessary things in life that when we actually look through, and believe me, all of us do this. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a football fan this year, whether it be Crows or Port, you've both had some times where it, it's just like incredible. You know, we're going to win the flag or, or we are the worst team in the world. Sack the coach. In fact, sack the whole team. You know, if you've ever listened to some of the commentators, like there's, there's people who ring in and they literally say that kind of stuff. Just sack everyone. And it's like that's, that's in disillusion phase. But it's not that bad. There's always another year. There's always another week. There's always another situation. And so reality kicks in. And when we do this in our day-to-day lives, when we do this in kingdom life, we recognize that we're all going to let each other down. We're not perfect. Unless you're the one perfect person that no one's ever met, then we want to meet you. I want to meet you. I need to learn from you. Other than that, We actually will let each other down. We won't be perfect with each other because we're all a work in progress. So when we actually have a nature toward one another of reality, 
whereby really my whole life doesn't depend on you anyway. But I'm going to do what I can and be who I can in the identity that Jesus has given me to advance the kingdom together. And we'll do that in a a manner that doesn't have expectancies that you're going to fill up my tank, that I need everything from you. We watched a great clip from Chris Vallotton this week, and it was called Healthy Confrontation, I think. Healthy Confrontation. YouTuber. Chris Vallotton, Healthy Confrontation. It is hilarious. He gives 15 people types, and he gives them all a name. I can't remember the name. Anyone remember the names of any? It was like... Victim Vic, and what was another one? Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max, he's, he's always mad. But people types. Now, we all laughed, but we're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I've been that person, or I know that person. They're always sitting next to us, aren't they? <laughs> I've been that person. Self-awareness, reality, a work in progress, That person is not as bad as we think they are. They're not as bad. Their their intentions are probably exactly the same as our intentions, but it came out differently. Ever had that words just slide out of your mouth and you had no intention of saying that? Your intentions were perfect with Christ, but what came out wasn't. It was just totally out there. And you just want to reel that thing back in, but it's out there for everyone to hear. And you just slap yourself on the inside and think, well, I'm never going to go down that path ever again. (laughs) But a week later, we find ourselves doing it again, you know. But sometimes we're not even as bad as what comes out of our mouth. Our heart's intention wasn't to do that or say that, but, you know, it comes out. And so that's when reality kicks in and we we learn and we become self-aware and we actually take on some of that, Uh, maturity in Christ, and we actually learn from that. Paul said in Philippians 3.12, I read this a few weeks ago, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul writing to the Philippian church, writing to a whole city saying, not that I've already attained these things or that I've already attained perfection. So he was self-aware of his own weaknesses. And by being self-aware of his own weaknesses, he had so much authority because people could relate to him. And he could speak at their level. He could say, listen, I struggle with the same things you guys struggle with, but I'm overcoming them. I'm overcoming them. I'm fighting the enemy. I'm fighting the good fight. I'm pressing on to win the prize, just like all of us are doing. Every one of us in this room desires to win the prize for the king, don't we? All of us. You wouldn't be here otherwise. We all desire that prize, the crown, that, that well done, good and faithful servant, where Jesus is going to meet us and, and say good things to us, we hope. But he knows our weaknesses. Even today in this room, he knows your weaknesses and my weaknesses. He knows our doubts and our fears. There's nothing hidden from Him. There's nothing hidden from Him. He knows our work in progress. Some of us might be a little bit scared at that thought, but we can't hide it from Him, and that's okay. Sometimes they're just between Him and us. Some of those crazy, weird thoughts that we have. You know, um, when I was at the footy a few weeks ago, 
I was just reminded again at the, the, the strength of my dad's barracking for the crows. And also his hatred for Port Adelaide. <laughs> I'd just forgotten the, the strength of that. It's been a few years, but, but he doesn't just think it. It comes out. So even as the Port players are um, training, uh, you know, before the match, he's saying all sorts of things. And I'm like, man, did you just say that? This is, this is the footy team just training. They're not that bad, but oh, oh, they, the mugs, you know. I could, I could say all sorts of things, but I honour my dad, okay? If he was here, I'd be joking like this as well. But it's funny what comes out, isn't it? It's funny what comes out. We all have these weird thoughts from time to time, don't we? Some of us are better at holding them in than others. I'm getting better at holding them in, but I, they still whirl around in my head. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Why do I keep reading that? Because sometimes the enemy comes to try to bring condemn, condemnation and make us feel bad because we're not as perfect as someone else. Or we don't look as good as someone else. Or we don't have it all together like that person. I want to tell you, we're all the same. We're all the same. We're either sinners outside of Christ, needing the grace, the salvation of Christ, or we're in Christ, running toward Him for all we're worth, heading toward perfection with Him. It's really only two camps in this world, isn't there? There's no, there's no better or worse. There's no sin better or worse. Ultimately, we all need Jesus. We all need His perfection. And we all need His salvation. And so we're being saved from something, but we're also being saved to something. We're being saved to Christ. We're being saved to oneness with Him. And we ex experience some of that oneness here, I believe only a portion of that oneness here. Because there's all sorts of other stuff in our lives and in the way. I believe that oneness is available to us and that's what we desire. But that in eternity, we have unblemished, undistracted oneness with Christ. Progress, progress. It's one of those things that I believe that the less we focus on the work and the more we focus on progress, the more positive our thinking will be. If you think back five years ago, Karen and I were doing this the other day, you think back five years to where you were, what you were doing, what were you doing for Jesus? What, what did, you might not have had gray hair five years ago, but what, where were you postured in the, in the things of God or in the things of life? And then you think to yourself now, have I advanced? Have I advanced? Have I advanced in my faith? Have I advanced with the Lord? Have I advanced in my career? Have I advanced in, in life? And that can be a confronting thing, but it's a healthy thing to do. This is all about reality. See, illusion, thanks guys. Illusion would sometimes walk the same walk year after year after year after year, making no advancement, but talking as if there is advancement. That's illusion. Disillusion is when you actually are growing and you actually are doing stuff, maybe you, you know, you've 
you've done some stuff in your career, you're doing some study, you're advancing, maybe you're getting better at sharing the gospel with friends or family, and just those little, little advancements it can be, but, but everything's wrong still, and you're never getting where you actually want to go and want to be. But you're actually advancing if you look at it, that's disillusion. But reality would actually say, well, hey, you know, in five years, I actually would like to do this. In five years, I actually would like to have a qualification or maybe have done some study or maybe have begun stepping out and sharing my faith or spending time with the Lord in a way I don't currently do. Or any of these things are advancements. Then as many, many, many good motivational speakers say, you've got to start now. You've got to start now. You've got to start now. Don't wait till January 1 when you make New Year's resolutions. You start now. In fact, that's the worst time. You know that? They've done studies. It's the worst time is to make a New Year's resolution and think that that's going to change everything. You're far better off doing it right now. Right now. Grab out your phone once the preacher's finished and you write yourself a note and you say, go for it, whatever it is. Advancement. There's nothing wrong with progress. It can be hard work sometimes, but progress in the kingdom. Why do I say all that? I say that because I believe God encaptures our hearts and often releases the kingdom through our hands. He captures our hearts with His love and His power and the reality of His truth. But He often releases His kingdom through our hands. Through our hands. Our, our works, the things that we do. Just like... I've heard one of the Reformation sayings, I've quoted it many times, that we are justified by faith and faith alone, but faith is never alone. It's accompanied by something. If you have faith, you will do works. And, and what does that look like? It can sometimes look very, very small. But I want to encourage you, write some things down for yourself. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Write some things down. Do you want to be spending more time with the Lord? Do you want to know the Word of God better? Something I always try to do is memorize Verses. I've got a weird memory. I can remember things for about seven days. And I think, yeah, I've remembered that verse. I've remembered that verse. I remember that verse. And then about eight or nine days, I'm, I'm like, I can't even remember what passage it was. So it's like a weird thing. But anyway, we're all different. But you've got to commit yourself to some of these things if you want to advance. It's not just going to float down in a cloud. If you want a better job, you're going to have to do something about it. Not just illusion it all the time and think, oh, bosses need to ring you up from somewhere just because they've heard about this incredible Christian person who wanted a job. No, you're going to have to do something about it. You're going to have to advance yourself. And if, if you're not very self-aware, ask someone, maybe your wife. Wives are very good at self-awareness for husbands and probably vice versa. Friends, family, someone who's close to you, who loves you, who can be honest with you and actually say, hey, you're not that good. <laughs> but you could be if you'd actually get off your something or other and go and study for six months. You could be that good. Sometimes we, we get so hyper about ourselves and our own gifting that we actually forget that most people who have advanced themselves to do anything great, whether it be in the kingdom uh, or, or in just life itself, it means they've committed themselves to something. They've put their hand to the plow and they've bettered themselves. And that's what we have to do too in the kingdom. We apply what God's done to our heart. We apply it to our hands. And we actually say, wow, God is perfect. 
Jesus loves me. His Holy Spirit has empowered me. But it doesn't end at the altar. It begins at the altar. And so when He empowers us and when we realize His truth and when we get that in our spirit, we actually go, what am I going to do with that now? What am I going to do with that now? I'm not going to rely on anyone else to, to make it happen for me. I'm going to embody Jesus in me and actually go and begin to do His exploits. And sometimes it looks really, really boring. Sometimes it looks really boring. And this is where we trip up because reality can be boring. We want illusion. We want promotions with no extra work. We want, we want great things to happen without any hardship. We want people to recognise us when we haven't really done anything. It doesn't happen that way. The reality of the world and the reality of the kingdom is actually we've got to go through stuff to advance. And if you're going through stuff this morning, if you're going through stuff in your life right now, good. Because you're being advanced. You're being stretched. You're being promoted through progress. Don't stop now, whatever it is. Don't stop now. If, and it's hard speaking like this sometimes because some people might take it as a negative and think you're a bad person and, oh, no, I've done this, I've done that. Well, do you know what? If, if you're thinking like that, you're probably super self-aware. You're probably well on the way. But it's, it's people who reject stuff like this that generally stay in that same place for their whole lives because they're not willing to say, wow, okay, let's, let's get a mirror up. Let's get a big fat mirror up right in front of me, like at the gym that I go to. I mean, there's mirrors everywhere. You can't avoid looking at yourself. Whether it's good or not, you just, you just stare at yourself. And um, I've shared stories before. I mean, the guys who are really good at it, that, that, they're really good at looking at themselves. I mean, they're studying every muscle in poses and all sorts of positions. And I, I just sort of look over sometimes and go, it is a weird world we live in. It is just a weird world we live in where people, men, are standing there just crafting and posing like this and in front of everyone we're all there just watching I'm on the treadmill just watching this person posing for half an hour <laughs> just see what happens up here in my head when I'm looking at people I'm not saying anything to them but that's what I'm thinking what a weird thing to do it is a weird world isn't it but if we can mature as believers past the offenses past the illusion and disillusion. I mean, I, it, it, um, politics and media is just the hyper, hyper, hyper scale of what I'm talking about. There is no reality. The guy's either useless or he's Jesus Christ himself. You know, it, it's, there is no in-between. The, the reality, the common sense has gone out of it because it's all about sensationalism. But we as believers are not to live like that. We have the truth of Christ in us. We don't need to follow sensationalism. I follow less and less, you know, clickbait Facebook stuff now than I ever have because it leads you down a dangerous path. Because you find, I mean, I've followed some and then I began to get passionate about some and even angry about some and then I find out it was false. All that energy. What a waste of energy. A waste of time. Sensationalism. Illusion, disillusion. We want reality. And the kingdom reality that you and I hold in our hands, remember that, you hold it in your hands, is truth, 
hope and love. It's, it's none of the sensational stuff. Even in charismania, we get so sensational sometimes, you know, at extended meetings or some things that go on and bless it. I mean, oh, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Keith just felt myself, stop myself then. <laughs> Shut up. I can't. It would be unholy. Sensationalism. We don't want anything to do with that. We want reality. The reality of Jesus Christ. And He is powerful. And He does do miracles. And His presence is real. But we don't just want to be so flaky and bakey and shaky that that's all we live for is the sensational side. Because Jesus Himself didn't live for that. He came and evidenced that. And He preached the gospel. And He healed the sick. And He saved the lost. He cast out demons. And He came with a message that transforms hearts. See, that's, this is where this whole thing ends today is the heart condition. The heart condition of us, the heart condition of the church. If we live in the realm of sensationalism, we're going to be dissatisfied. A lot of people do it. They chase revivals. They chase hot spots because they want the illusion, 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 because you can live on illusion. Yes, you can live like that because you're always hoping, 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 hoping. But the reality is what's going on in your life? What's going on in your marriage? What's going on with your kids? What's going on with your job? Is anyone even listening to you in your workplace? Or do they just think you are so far gone that nothing even makes sense anymore? We want reality where we still love the presence of God and the kingdom of God. But we actually evidence the king in our daily lives. Maturing, strengthening, little things that go on in the workplace just aren't even issues for us. It's like water off a duck's back. You know, doesn't really matter anyway. I loved employees that were like that. that, that I mean, you, you, you know, with 500 employees, you have every personality name type you can possibly imagine. And um, some are panickers, panicking Pete, you know, I'll call him. You know, so they panic at the drop of a hat. I'm sorry, Pete, if you're here this morning. He's, on, he's doing media for us. <laughs> but, you know, do you know what I mean? You've got some people who are just bent that way and others bent this way and that way and, you know, in all different realms of life. But when we live for Jesus, He straightens us up. He strengthens us. We get a backbone of truth. And even if we're a person that normally would be panicking Pete, we actually become centred and grounded in Jesus because even our normal emotions are captured by Jesus because He captures us. He even captures our foibles and He makes them like Him if we want to live like Him. And so some of that sensationalism and fluff in life begins to disappear. Doesn't mean we can't be passionate. Doesn't mean we can't have emotions. Doesn't mean we can't do all of those things. But it begins to look like Jesus it begins to look like Jesus. And so there's a strength about what we do. There's an authority about what we do. I bet if we did a show of hands this morning, every single person would want more authority in the spirit, in their family, in their environment. Everyone wants that. I believe a great way to have authority is get to reality. Get to reality with Jesus. Get to reality with yourself. Because if we live in illusion, the enemy knows it. <laughs> the enemy knows it. And he knows we're fluffing around. But when we live in reality, he also knows that too. So we have an authority in Jesus that we can actually walk and talk 
with the words of Jesus and we live in balance and we live in peace. And this is something that we really try and stick to in our lives and, you know, giving each other permission to not get offended at each other, but actually in love, call things out if they need to be called out. Uh, for husbands and wives, I, you know, friends, relatives, whoever you can trust in that environment, don't do it with everyone because you'll get some interesting feedback. But Karen and I do this, you know, if there's, we're getting off on a tangent or, just, or I'm going off on a ramble about something, I do that from time to time. Um, then, you know, just that, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do we have to go there? You're stressing me out. That's what Karen, Karen uses that way. You're stressing me out. You're stressing me out. And quickly I know, mm, okay, that was, that was not on. Anyway, let's stand. Just lift your hands. I want to pray corporately over us. I want the worship team to come up. And um, we want to mature in the kingdom, don't we? We want to mature in the kingdom. Mature in the kingdom. Just lift your hands. And I want you to receive from Jesus this morning. Receive from Jesus into your heart, into your spirit directly. He loves you. He wants to give good gifts to you. He wants to promote you. He wants to advance you. But sometimes it takes reality to get to promotion. And so let him show you some reality this morning. Let him speak to your heart. Let him teach you. Let him grow in you great big fruit of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just allow you to move in this place. We allow you to speak to us. We want to grow bigger and bigger in the kingdom. We ask that you would advance your work in our lives. Lord, I thank you for every single person here this morning. Lord, I pray you would bless them. You would speak to them. You would prosper them. You would cover them in your blood. You would do great things in their life. Lord, I pray for any stumbling blocks to be removed. Any restrictions to be unblocked in their life. Lord, I thank you for them. I thank you for their gifts and their talents. I thank you that you have deposited within them kingdom treasure. I pray today you'd begin to release it. Begin to release it by your spirit, by your spirit, by your spirit. Yeah, just hunger and thirst for a minute for that. I believe he's just going to begin to crack some things open as we, as we just pray and as we wait on him. He's just going to begin to crack open some things. Maybe in your heart, He'll just begin to soften. Maybe in your life, He'll begin to give you dreams again. He'll, he'll give you pictures. He'll show you things maturing in the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.